whether you eat or drink. Whatever you do. 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 Or whatever you do. Do all to the glory of God. Welcome to Whatever You Do. I'm Danny. And I'm Abby. We're just best friends trying to figure out how to bring glory to God in whatever you do. It is February 1st when you're all listening to this. We made it through January. And you know what else? We made it a year of podcasting. Oh, did we? Yeah, we started in January last year. I know, but did we? I think we put the first one out sometime in February. I don't know. Either February or March. Either way. We last we year at started this time, recording we were... in January mm-hmm. and we were going to have like some. That's back when we were so cute and thought like. We'll try to get a couple weeks ahead all the time. And have, like a couple in the archives. We did ready to go. in the beginning. We did for like three weeks or something, uh-huh. and then no, no, no. And I like this better because I feel like we were talking about things freshly to people instead of like, oh I yeah, agree. we talked about that three weeks ago. That's true. So. I do, I do like this better also, but. And God has been good to provide time to make this work right before we would put it out. Almost every time. We've only missed two. two. So. Yeah. This week we have two newborns joining us. So we'll see what little baby noises you guys get to hear. (laughs) Good good job there. Right on cue, Paxton. So. And there there they go. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so Ruben joined us. <clears throat> Finally. On his due date. Yes. So such a prompt little boy. Prompt. This is my second baby who's come on their due date. And I really didn't think the odds of that was going to happen. Yeah. Because only 4% of babies come on their due date. And I've had two. Yep. So that feels funny to me. But it was a, a long weird very confusing labor yep in birth for him it was physically difficult emotionally difficult spiritually difficult <laughs> all of the challenges yes so take us to what day <laughs> you can give a little like recap of what was happening the like leading up the week before because that was really exactly 39 weeks yeah and we talked a little bit about that at the last episode about how i was like on and off you know labory and things like that but right um right because yeah still had been having contraction consistent contractions every day that would be there for a few hours and um and Saturday, but some of them hadn't been as intense and yes. like as long or co- as consistent. Right, but I, there was probably a have, period in every single day where I'd have a couple some, of hours. Right, of you just ten minutes apart or caring about them too. Like yeah. there was a combination of both where I don't feel like they were getting more labor like. Right, but I just you also were like well, yeah, kind of got overpaying attention to them. But um, Saturday morning. You had been waking up in the mornings, not really having contractions right. and feeling pretty good. Right. Mm-hmm. Saturday, I had 
I don't remember what the morning was like. I remember feeling very sad. <laughs> and yeah. um, went to Target. Yeah. Because we had, like, a good and fun afternoon, Saturday afternoon. Yes. Saturday afternoon. Chip oh. was at man camp, mm-hmm. and... I deep cleaned my fridge. Oh, yes. I suddenly was like, my fridge has to be cleaned. We, like, took everything out of it and, like, all the shelves and yes. deep cleaned that. And then I was like, I just want to be alone and I don't really need something from Target, but <laughs> I just... I'm sure I could find something. I want to just go walk around. We needed heavy whipping cream, so... Right, for dinner. Yeah. So I walked around Target and I literally walked up and down every aisle just to be alone and... um. Then came home and walked down to Melissa's house because Melissa and Danny were sitting out front of Melissa's house, hanging out with their little babies in the sun on a blanket. I walked, waddled myself down there, sat uncomfortably on the blanket with them, and it was really fun to just hang out. And and I had gotten our little three brown town babies, little matching tie dye pajamas that I had ordered so cute the day before, like. Not even early in the day, yeah. like around noon or one, and they had already come the next day. So that was, was super like, fun to like. I it wasn't open. it wasn't planned, but it was just like a perfect time for the three of us to be able to open their our pajamas all up. I hadn't even opened the package yet to like look at them, which was mm-hmm. made it more fun for me to. Yeah. So now we just need to get our kids in them. Let's take a picture someday here got time for that (laughs) um yeah we had just like a nice afternoon and then you then i had to come home home to to make make dinner dinner, um, which was really you were super excited about it was a big challenge for me to come home and make dinner because i was not i was i by that point i was having contractions every like 10 minutes or so which was also totally normal um and didn't feel abnormal at all to be 10 minutes apart they weren't super strong right like as you're sitting there with us it wasn't like you're having to like right not really stop and like challengingly breathe through them but when i got home to start making dinner that was when i started having a lot more like pain in my cervix like yes where whether it was with a contraction or not i was just like oh it just felt a lot more like uncomfortable so i pushed through making dinner which was just a big I was pissed about. <laughs> I had come down to get some stuff at that point, and yeah. I, I very clearly was getting the vibe of like. Oh, I this, couldn't just stand uh, there. I was like, you were super pacey antsy about and it, like, and like leaning over during them, mm-hmm. and like not moaning or anything, but just like I yeah. felt like okay, these are different than ones I've watched her have yeah. where. I still wasn't like, oh, she's for sure going to go into labor. But I I just left at that time with a different feeling of, like, I, I won't be surprised if mm-hmm. she calls me at some point tonight. Yeah. So I just took my food once it was done back into my bedroom and was like, I don't even want to eat with my family. I just really wanted to be alone and still having a lot of the... He was moving so much. Like... He is not a baby who moves at all. That was the because you went into the bath yeah right after that after that. Mm-hmm. He's not a baby who moves at all, and he was like alien baby, like crazy, crazy moving, like a ton. So I decided to go get in the bath to see if it would help with the cervix pain and help him with his movements. And so I. 
got into the bath and I had been texting Danny and my friend Julie just about it. I kept feeling these like weird pops like that felt like felt like my water was breaking, but he was just moving so much. I think it was she said Let's see. I'm trying to find where you Oh, is this on Saturday? This is when Tim didn't feel well. Yeah, Tim had been <laughs> having like, like back pain. He had been, then head. Had, yeah, had like an ulcer starting to form Saturday. And so he was just not. So Saturday at 8.28, I said, how's your cervix pain doing? And you said that you had a few twinges, but not as bad. And that he wasn't moving as much. <laughs> You said I had one strong contraction five minutes ago, but they seem like they're spacing out and slowing down. And then a half an hour later, you texted again saying it seems like it's definitely spacing out. Um, some cervix pain, definitely a lot more lower back pain. Interesting that you mm-hmm. said that. But contractions are further and more mild. Um, you said sorry to get your hopes up again, but I still wasn't like convinced that it wouldn't turn into something but yeah this is after i got out of this the bath. is at nine o'clock yeah. that you were and it was around 10 that i was like i'm just gonna go to bed because i don't but you said at 9 11 p.m i feel like he's just in some really weird position or something foreshadowing dun 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 <laughs> yeah um so then i went to bed around 10 and then I woke up to a really strong contraction right around 11.15 um, <laughs> that made me, like, wake up and be like, oh, this is really strong. Did you message the whole group at that point? Yeah. What I, that, I, I messaged. We had, like, a group going, a Facebook message group of just a couple friends who had been praying for me and fears I've been having. And so I had messaged that, that group right that after that, like contraction because that contraction felt so, so you different. were having fear right yes so i had texted them and i had said pray for me i don't know like but because i like started texting you but i started the te- like our per like right i had said if you're awake tonight this is 11 23 if you're awake tonight pray for me against fear i don't know if anything is going to happen but i'm struggling with fear again this evening so that is that it was at that point that i had woken up with that contraction and you saw that message so you texted me and asked me like yeah I was like do you want me to come pray for you is Tim sleeping want me to come listen to the baby like yeah and you said that you you just had two really strong contractions and suddenly I don't want to do this at all and just want to not ever go into labor Tim's <laughs> sleeping I've only had the two strong ones so but I'm like um because you had said you have... Let's see. I don't know. I was like, how far apart are they? And right. At that point, they were about... Oh, because you said just then two, and that was at 11.27, then at 11.35, so eight minutes later, you said, okay, make that four, because Chip had right. called me in yes. that time, so I wasn't, like, answering you back. So I, like, get off the phone and was like, okay, so now she's had four... 
pretty like yeah and not in very long i think they're like four minutes apart you said or three to four minutes apart when i asked you so after i had the fourth and i one, said have they all been strong and you said need to make noise through and i yes. said are you going to wake up tim <laughs> to fill the tub at and you point, said i don't know and i'm like <laughs> at that point i got, I had just been like waiting for you to call like tell me that this was happening yeah so now i'm like why is she not waking tim up I, at that point, I got out of bed after that fourth one because I could. I was, like, making too much noise that I knew I was going to wake up Tim. So I, like, got up and went into Ruben's room where the birth tub was and um, was texting Danny from in there and just, like, put on music. And I didn't want to wake up Tim because I knew he didn't feel good if it was, like, not... It, you know, I didn't. I didn't know what was going to happen, but Danny was very much like she's like <laughs> this could all just stop again, and I was like thinking, well, it could, but it also might not, and if it doesn't, like I think, I think he I, said something to me like, "Well, are you?" I said, <laughs> "I said it could, and you have to be prepared to be okay with that. But if it doesn't stop, are you okay with having the baby by yourself with no tub?" <laughs> and I was like, like mm, "No." <laughs> I said, have you had another contraction? And you said, yeah, two minutes apart the last two. <laughs> and I was like, how long are they lasting? And you said, only 30 to 40 seconds, but strong. And you sent me the contraction. Timer. And then you text back, um, do I need to call Tim and wake him up? Mm-hmm. And that's when I said, okay, if I have another one in the next two to three minutes. Uh, I'll see if I get another one. When they've been coming, like, <laughs> strongly two to three well, minutes this apart. this is what happens to you when you mm-hmm. are in... Denial. And, and when you have, like, so much stuff happening ahead of time. I know, but I felt like this was, like, the real, like, I'm like, oh, she's, like, in that, like, denial period mm-hmm. of, like, but you said, I'll see if I get another one and maybe wake him. <laughs> and then two minutes later, you send water broke. <laughs> it's like. It was right after I said, I'll see if I get another one. And then I'm standing there <laughs> and I start to feel the next one come and I feel this like pop and I'm like, oh, and I like waddle, like I hold my legs together and I waddle like a couple steps in the birth room to where the edge of the tarp is that's underneath our birth pool. And I like stand on the tarp and then just like gush my water all over the tarp. Thankfully, making it all into the tarp, but it was, it was a large gush of water. It wasn't a small gush of water. Yeah. So as soon as that happened, I texted Danny, water broke, and then I waddled dripping water everywhere to our bedroom so I could wake up Tim. And he started to get the tub filled up. Yeah, so... At this point, from from my perspective, I'm thinking, okay, the last two times she's had her water break, she's had the baby within five hours yes. both times. But also, both times, when you're at the moment your water broke, you were having contractions, but you were not having contractions. Right, like that. Two to three minutes apart that were strong and like. Right. So I'm thinking okay, we've got to be ready for this to go quickly. I was definitely thinking it could take five hours like my others, but I was definitely thinking it was not going to take five hours. I thought it was going to probably take two or three tops. That's... Is, like, what in my mind I was, like, preparing for because of how close they were and how strong they were already. I just... I felt like they were going to keep coming and you're Mm going to get in the tub and it was not going to, like, be a long time and he'd be here. Yes. So that's kind of the mindset and, like framework of walking and this was all so my water broke at 11 45 11 44 yeah 11 45 
Saturday 11 night. 11.43 was when you said that you were going to see, and 11.45 okay. is when you texted me water broke. Okay. So somewhere in between yeah. there. So 11.45 p.m. Saturday night is when it broke. So then everyone got there. Pretty By everyone, I mean Danny and Melissa and Stephanie, our friend who's taking pictures. Um, and Tim was filling up the tub, and we hadn't called my midwife yet. I just kind of wanted to wait and see what was all going to happen. And... Um, so they all got there and was the tub totally filled up? You guys got it all the way filled up? I think we got it filled up to the minimum line. Okay. But I was not quite ready to get in. I was at that, like, I could get in. You were, like, at the, as soon as this just gets a little bit. Like, yes. we were just waiting for it to just that one contraction yes. uh-huh. for you to have one that contraction one. contraction to be slightly more. Where it would be, like... And now I need to get yes, in the tub. Yes, it, We were exactly. all just waiting for it. And it very much seemed like that was going to happen. Any like, moment. Like because they moved, were strong enough. We were in the living room when we got here, and then we all moved into the into his room, mm-hmm. and you were on the birth ball, and it was like... Also... You were, like, wanting us to hold your hands and do those types of things, through, and you were moaning through contractions. Yes, like, I couldn't was, just, like, go through a contraction like a normal... We were already kind of in that mindset of, like quiet space like music on yes and at this point too just to add to the element of the story but i was still gushing fluid multiple times like Mm -hmm. i was sitting on a chucks pad gushing out 1255 you had another water gush fluid is clear that's oh. when I asked you. Oh, yeah. On the I chucks did pad. I, I even that. said at that time, I said, in case anyone doesn't, like, I said something like, in case anyone doesn't. In case think, there's any doubt. Like, yes. My water is definitely broken because I just gushed a ton more out. And I said, is it clear? And you said, oh, I didn't even think I had, like, it had been on the tarp before. And you, like, looked at the chucks pad and you said, yep, it's clear. Yep. Um, and. Like, at this point, I'm, like, taking notes on my phone thinking, like, we're going to want to know what all these notes are for, like, because this is, like, the birth story right, right. here. Like, <laughs> so I'm, like, 105, got up and went to the bathroom. Tim got her water for her. Like. Yes. These were the notes we were thinking was about to be imminent birth. Um, Little did we know it was 24 hours later. Yeah. So, at 140, you went into bed. And then at 2.45 was when Steph and I went back to my house and <laughs> Melissa had been, like, struggling to get her baby, Rosemary, to sleep. Because Danny had Paxton with her and Melissa had her baby with her also. But her baby was not sleeping and she finally had gotten her to go to sleep right when we kind of all decided that maybe we should leave and just let Abby Because at rest. this point, my contractions kind of started to space to, like, seven or ten minutes. Which they were still strong. They were still very strong, but it just... It wasn't, it wasn't going, going in the, the direction we thought it was. So we are like, well, maybe everyone should just try to sleep for a little bit and then... Yeah, maybe she just needs some more rest. And we knew that you had wondered about the position. So we're like, maybe if you lay down, he'll move. Like, yes. we were still expecting that there would be this, like, shift all I of really a sudden, thought it was going to be, like, an hour of resting, and then there'd be, like, this he- really fast, sudden shift, and you guys would need to race back over, is yeah. what yeah. I was anticipating. Mm-hmm. But then at 4.30, you messaged to say that they were even further apart. Yeah. And then at 5.30 was when you called the midwife to come. 
Yeah, I called my midwife, Debbie, to come over. At this point, they were still like 10 minutes apart. Mm-hmm. Some even maybe 15 minutes apart. But I just called her feeling like I need, I really wanted to check on him and wanted her to see if he was in a weird position. Or It, it just started to really feel like it's been five hours since my water broke in and things, I thought I'd have a baby and not. The opposite, which was like things were spacing out, and where did we talk about that? I wonder if you messaged. Me. I I called you on the phone. I think. Oh. Because you, we were talking about if you wanted me to come over or. Yeah. Oh yeah, to listen to him and. Or if you wanted Debbie to come over. Yeah. I think it might have been on. We talk to each other on different places. <laughs> on text message, messenger. Really <laughs> annoying because then. Yeah. Oh, it was on Messenger. Oh, yeah, because I didn't want to wake you up by updating you through a text, so... Right. Uh, let's see. Yeah, you said, I hope this doesn't wake you up. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think my phone had said I was on Messenger, even though I wasn't, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, you, I had said that I was fine to come over and listen to my fetoscope, but that if you... We're wanting to call Debbie anyway. It didn't really make sense for me to come over and listen if she was just going to come over yeah. and listen. So you just said that you were going to call her. Yeah. And- so she came over and um, listened to him. And at this point, his heart rate was high for him. It was in the 160s, which for him, his normal all prenatally was 120s to 130s. Um, so 160 was high, still within the normal range, but it was high for him enough that it just made us wonder yeah. a little more. It just seemed and like, a little strange for him. Yes. Debbie was feeling, and she really was having a hard time figuring out his position. We're like, is he breach? Is he, what is he doing? Um, eventually we settled on, like, we just thought he was posterior, mm-hmm. um, which meant his back was towards my back, which... Didn't really feel like a big deal to me because in the last two babies I had posterior and it didn't cause this labor pattern. So it's in the back of my mind, I'm still thinking, yeah, but there's something else. Like, there's something else wonky besides just being posterior. Um, so then we, um, I told Debbie I was just going to keep resting and that I'd update her. She left her Doppler with me because I wanted to be able to um, keep listening in on him um, and making sure his heart rate wasn't like going up higher or anything like that. So we, um, she left and I rested some more and um, then I, I had texted my friend um, Julie and asked if she would be willing to come over and do the mile circuit and some rebozo work with me to try to, cause I knew it was a positional thing. It really felt like it to all of us. So, but, but didn't want, like, Danny and Melissa to have been up all night to have to, like, help me with that. But Tim was really still, still not, not feeling, feeling good well. at all. And so sent my kids over to Danny's house, and Julie came over. Tim took a really long shower, <laughs> and Julie helped me. Um, if you don't know what the mile circuit is, it's just, like, a series of three different positions you get into, each one for, like, a half hour to try to get the baby, like, up out of the pelvis and then turned around and then back down in. So we did that. Julie brought her rebozo, and we 
tried to like sift the baby out and just do different things. Um, I think you were successful in doing that. Yeah. Honestly, like I think that and then um I was still having contractions about every 10 minutes still. Like they never really got I think at some point they spaced more to like I had a couple 15. that 15. Oh, yes. Yes. Especially like at the time that you got adjusted and stuff. I feel like yes. Right, they, but I never. I mean, that was the. You were still always ha- having them. They yes. never like. And I would stopped. say ten minutes apart this whole time was definitely the more average. Sometimes they'd go to five minutes apart. Right. Sometimes they go to fifteen, but ten was pretty much where they. But st- still not stayed. as strong as they had been right after your water bo- broke. And... Right. Yes. Um. So then my friend Nicoletta, who's a chiropractor, I asked her if she'd be willing to come over and adjust me. My lower back had been really hurting after all that movement, and I just felt like I needed my hips opened up a little more. And so she came over. Well, and you've been struggling with your uh, pubic bone being out of Yes, whack. which is the, also like, a super weird thing because I've never struggled with my pubic bone any pregnancy. Right. So that also was like so another like, thing. Maybe that's something that it needs to be adjusted and yes. like that will help. Whatever's going on. Yes. So I did get adjusted. It was. It did feel like as soon as I stood up from that adjustment, all of us could tell a difference in my belly shape, and it was like, it felt just very different. Like, mm-hmm. um, so which that was right in the middle of doing the miles circuit, also. Right. So, yes. And this was all like late morning. She came Sunday at what, morning, like eleven or something. Yeah. So then, um, Julie and I kept doing more mile circuit stuff um, after that. And, um, we went on the walk at 1245 was like when I had laid down for a little bit. That was like the second part of the mile circuit is laying down in this position. And, um, then the third part is to go like walk around to try to get them back down in to your pelvis. So I decided to go on a walk. Um, and I was just curb walking by myself out in front of my house. And then Danny met me out there and we walked down past Melissa's house and Melissa... She was on her way walking down with Yes, flowers and chocolate as my due date present, which was really sweet. So she joined us barefoot <laughs> on our walk around the block. And then halfway through our walk, we, like, passed this <laughs> this lady. Little old lady. She was so I had cute, tried like... to, like, keep walking through my contractions and, like, keep just being, like, mm-hmm. I don't want this to be, like, obvious to onlookers. Because it's, like, the middle of the day on a Sunday. And it just, I was already in, like, a nightgown. It yeah. just felt, like, awkward about. But there weren't, we hadn't seen anyone out yet. Right. But then I have this one contraction that I, like, Stop I squat at, a at a, like a wall in front of someone's house, and and then <laughs> I like finish it, and we look over, and there's this little old lady sitting in her wheelchair in her driveway, just like sitting there watching me, and she's like, she like, she like scoots herself like all the way to the end of the driveway, like <laughs> with her little feet, and uh-huh. she's like. I have an extra wheelchair if you'd like it. <laughs> you just, could tell she's so badly like wanted to like talk to us uh-huh. and like wanted the yes. scoop and uh-huh. like was yes, for sure. really wanting us to like come over there and, and yes. We were like we're not going to No, I just said no thanks. I'm... And we kinda laughed and we kept walking. Yeah. But it was it was really sweet of her though. <laughs> um Yeah, so then we made it back home and then Debbie had Wanted to come back over and re- re-listen and check on things. So she got there around 1 or something. One thirty. One thirty. You thought she was coming at 1, and we stood in your kitchen for a long time. Okay. And you're like, oh, there she is. Yeah. And I remember looking at your clock, and it was one thirty. So she came, and we listened again, and 
um, he sounded... By this point, I think my contractions were getting closer from the walk. They were, like, five minutes apart. They were. And they um, were getting stronger the whole walk. Yes. From when you started mm-hmm. out the walk to when you finished the walk. And they stayed stronger at your house when you were standing up. Yes. So that I felt, think we all thought, like, okay. okay this like, is the shift. And like, we're on our way. And, like, Debbie can check on him. and Yes. And she did. And he still was 120s, 130s again. So his heart rate was better. And his position like, seemed better where we could feel his back on the outside. Um, Everything felt like, okay, like, he was just in a weird position. Yep. Now he got into, like, all that hard work you just did, like, yes. got him into a good position, and Surely now, he's gonna come soon. Now it's gonna probably just pick up, and yep. I think a few of us were thinking, I can't remember who said it to me, but somebody said, like, you think, like, right after dinner, like, I think we were kind of all thinking you'll continue to have, like, these contractions that aren't crazy and unbearable it's not like the final shift yeah but like probably like as like the sun goes down and it like becomes evening again Mm -hmm. like probably like that final shift like it'll be sometime tonight that like he'll be born and yeah but we're kind of expecting it to just yeah keep going in that direction so then Debbie decided to... Debbie and Danny and Melissa all decided to leave and just give me some space. And I laid back down to try to rest. I just really didn't want to get too tired. Like Right. And Debbie debated whether to go... Like, you were having enough contractions that it was like... She said, like, I just really want to go home and get a few things. And yeah, she wanted to change her clothes. And so she was kind of like, I'm going to, like hurry like let me yeah. know if i need to hurry even faster yeah um um but, but also so the running undertone dialogue that's been happening since the morning with debbie yes was that i was gbs positive which i've never been in a pregnancy so that was super weird um but i was gbs positive it's super weird but it's not in the sense that like Everybody knows that you can be sometimes yes. and not be other right. times, but it wasn't expected yes. when you haven't ever been and it's your sixth pregnancy. Yes. Yeah. Um, so because of that, and I mean, there's so many other layers of undertones here that feel a little bit hard to explain, but... Um, well, first of all, you didn't really want to be even checking yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. Because of that. Yes. You I didn't want to be checking be, myself. I didn't want you to be just checked didn't at all. You didn't want things to be introduced, especially after your water right. broke and since right. your water had broken. And Debbie and I had had a conversation about because I was GBS positive and because my water had broken already that where where we felt most comfortable. Why are you laughing? Because <laughs> of the 18 hour thing. <laughs> oh. Where where we felt most comfortable before we wanted where we felt like we needed to go in to transfer so we wanted to like figure out you know where we felt most comfortable with that and we kind of had landed on 8 p.m um which would have been 20 hours (laughs) after my water broke but they kept saying 18 hours i don't know and debbie had like said that early on like 18 hours is usually like Kind of the protocol we like to go to with with GBS positive. I think so the I think eight around just eight p.m. And so I'm very much like a very literal and very numbers <laughs> person. That I was like, well, it's actually that's six. Not, <laughs> it's not eighteen hours though. But I also wanted them to like wait. 
as long as possible to see what was going to happen. So I like purposefully never brought it up. That I'm like, that's really yeah. not 18 hours. Like that's 20 hours. Yeah. But so it was just funny to me the whole time. Yeah. So that's where that's also it was kind of be 8 p.m. though. Yeah. What was going through our mind at that point? Slightly. I still felt like things were shifting, and so it didn't really matter. But um, so then I laid down for a while. But by the time I got up. They were like 10 to 15 minutes at space, right back out again. Um, so I went back in Ruben's room, and Tim came in there, and we were just, I just was starting to feel, this was around, I don't know, 2.30 maybe? 2.30 was when we left. Okay. So maybe, I think it was 3. Yeah, it was 3. Um, and this is when I, Tim and I started really talking like, okay, what do we want to do? What are our options here? We didn't feel like we needed to like go to the hospital at that point but we were had been contemplating if before getting to the point of needing to go to the hospital if we should ta- if I should take castor oil um castor oil is not something I would ever there's there's rare instances where you feel like it's appropriate to yes. consider it yes there are even this situation wouldn't be something you would quickly jump to correct if it was somebody else asking your advice yes yeah And I think, though, that those of us who know you and know that, I mean, it was honestly, like, I know you, this isn't going to be a surprise for you, but it was definitely difficult for me. But I also very much knew that I know what you believe about it, and I know what you would normally, like, think about doing Mm -hmm. it. And there's always that little twinge of feeling like, I really hope, though, that she's not, like making a decision out of a different place just of being where she's stuck in this like labor but also trusting that like I know that this isn't just her like wanting to be done being pregnant just like like, right just like yeah I I feel like and really I spent a ton of time just praying about that just mm -hmm. praying that like you wouldn't be making the decision out of that place that you were really like seeking the Lord and that he mm-hmm. would really convict you if you were making it out of a wrong motivation or a wrong yeah. place. And and Tim and I spent a lot of time talking and praying about different pros and cons and benefits and like what, where we were feeling with things. And at this point I was feeling, I, I had taken Castro before, not even in labor at 38 weeks to induce um, because I was facing a medical induction with one of my kids. And so, that and it, like, worked within the hour, like, as far as it gave me contractions right away. Like, it did work seamlessly. So, in my head, I thought, well, if I take castor oil now, in labor, like, after my water's already broken, like, surely it's going to just work right away. Well, and- we even said, like, even when I talked to you, and I think one of the things that I really did think was, like, okay, well... You were almost using it as, like, a, like, show me, God, like... Yes. Like, if... Because part of it was, like, if it does pick things up, then maybe, like, this is okay to just be home, and we just stay here, and we just have the baby. Mm -hmm. And if... If it doesn't work, though, it felt so much like it it has to work. Right, that's what I'm saying. It felt so much like it has to work, but in the back of my mind, I was still very much, like... I feel like this isn't going to work and I feel like I'm going to the hospital. Like it, it felt so like, but it was like, but well, I couldn't we'll wait and right. see. Yes. Like, I wasn't going to, 
not try it, but it it just felt so much like that was where I thought it was going to go. Even though I kept being like, why wouldn't it work? It worked with Sayla. Like, I'm in labor. Like, how would it not work? Like, right. it felt so much like... So, yeah. We kind of had decided that by at five, I would take that, mm-hmm. the castor oil, to give it an, a couple hours to see what it was going to do before we would want to transfer to the hospital. Um, so, Tim mixed up the shake for that. But I even, like, put as my note, like, you had decided, you were on the phone with me, you decided, that called me to tell me you decided to do castor oil soon to to see what God would do with that. Like, I feel like you very much were using it as a, like, okay, God, like, uh, this, this is one of those points that's, like, really important to clarify that there's a lot of different things that are tools that we Mm -hmm. can use and that Mm -hmm. aren't sin in and of themselves. But the motivation and the control and the heart behind them. And that's where I'm curious, like, how did you feel? What was the vibe you got from me? Because I was trying to challenge you. I was trying to, like, not just be like, okay, like, but did you feel like I was not supportive or, or? No, I don't remember feeling like that. I think I was just so... Like this, you were confident. I was so consumed with, like, prayer and conversation with Tim that... It didn't I didn't really care what anyone was... Like, there wasn't a part of me that was looking towards anyone else for their opinion on it. Like, I felt very much like we were being really prayerful about it that you could have had this big, long lecture of me and I wouldn't have cared because I felt confident that that was what we were supposed to do at that point. So I don't remember feeling anything from you, but I also wasn't at a place of, like, wanting your opinion on Right, but I feel like sometimes even if you're not and then somebody gives it, it feels frustrating to feel like... Right. I was trying to be really careful to, like, gauge whether, like, this... Because as your friend... I don't want you making right, and you don't know the place. out of a place of sin. Like, exactly. I wasn't there to, like, know, and I, especially, like, knowing how hard it is when you are in labor to yes. have conflicted, like, you can respond to things sinfully still. Like, yeah. that's not out of the question. Yeah. And so I was, but I walked away from the conversation really feeling confident that you and Tim had been prayerful about it and were yeah. very much giving it over to God and right. weren't just expecting that you're trying to, like, just take control of the situation and just right. like make some something yes. happen either direction that mm-hmm. that you were just being very open-ended about like we don't know what's going to happen from this right. i would have been much more concerned if you were like well i know castor oil works and that's what i'm going to do so i can just have the baby here like mm-hmm. even though that's yeah. what we like what i wanted to have yeah. happen but yeah anyway. so at five i took 525 was when cast- you finally took it okay because you had to have somebody go get you. Right. Some, Originally, and- I was going to take it at four. And then Debbie Debbie came back because I wanted her to listen again before I took it. She, you knew she was on her way. And right. so I said, are you going to at least have Debbie listen again before you yes. take it? So I waited. But I, th- I noted it was at five, but I don't know. Whatever. Oh. Um, you texted the group at 525 saying, I just took it. So I had been laying down been, for a little bit. Okay, but, so then that's when I I knew yeah. that you were waiting. You were going to eat the chicken and rice and yeah. Debbie listened and he sounded great still, like his normal one twenties, one thirties. Um, so I took it. I laid down. It was bad, man. 
I still I still can taste the taste of that shake. Ugh. I was trying really hard not to throw it up and just trying to lay there. Um, yeah, at 5.33 was when you said... I, like, asked if you wanted us to come... If you wanted stuff to come over or go somewhere else, and you said, I don't care, I'm just laying here trying not to puke. Yeah, I was really nauseous and just feeling crappy by that point. Um, then after laying there for, like, an hour around... Six. I, like, got up to walk around because that's kind of part of the protocol for it. Um, so at this point, Debbie and I were over there. I can't remember what, what time Steph did end up getting back. But somewhere in there, she also got back okay. over here. And uh, so... Yeah, we were... I went to go get you mints. Yeah, I was feeling like... I kept tasting it in my mouth, and I just really needed... You were, like, pretty sure you were going to puke. I was... I, like, went to go get her the mints, and when I came back, I said, like, is it too late? Like, I thought she probably had already puked it. Like... Yeah. And even that, I was thinking, like, well, maybe that would be, like, the answer. Like, Mm -hmm. God doesn't allow it to, like, stay in you and... Sorry, my computer's about to die. I'm trying to plug it in. Okay. Got it plugged in. Um, so, yeah, then I was in the bathroom and was just feeling so much like I was going to throw up. Like, by that point, my contractions we were, were feeling, still... They were not... Any closer. If anything, they were getting further. They were getting further apart. And I was just feeling, like... Really defeated. Now I just feel sick. Now I just feel horrible. <laughs> and I'm just, like... And you were tired. You hadn't really gotten... Like, you would get rest periods, but you... It's right. now been, like... Yes. A long, long day of a yes. lot of emotional decisions, of getting adjusted, A of lot of physical, like... Exertion. Yes. And not sleeping at all the night before, and... So I was just starting to and get a little... And feeling like you said... You said something to Tim and I of, like... I feel like I can't go on and I haven't even started the yeah. process. Yeah. Like I felt like it hadn't I wasn't even in hard active labor and I was already like I'm done. I'm exhausted. Mm-hmm. Like I I don't know if this does work how to like do that. It just fe- already felt like oh this is this is a terrible I need like a couple days to sleep and that doesn't that's not an option. Yeah. So I just started to feel very like this is not gonna go well. So I was struggling with what to do. If I, should, if I should be up trying to walk around to get the contractions going, if I should lay down, if I should. Which laying I was down trying was to get myself to like just throw up because least that's comfortable. Yes, I just didn't know what to do. And then Danny had come in the bathroom and was suggesting like. The only reason I see this part is really important to the birth story from my perspective is because of the pl- part that it played later on. Uh-huh. It really did. Like, mm-hmm. I just felt this really. And when you said it, I felt like I knew it was going to play a part. But we didn't know how. And I... No. I also... So, I don't know. I didn't feel in the moment like this was from God or like that I had to tell her this. But I I've felt pretty strongly in this pretty adamant, like, trying to convince her to get in the birth tub. Not... I, But I very clearly remember thinking, like, I, I honestly don't think this is going to, like pick up labor and I very much didn't tell you that I thought mm-hmm. that I, honestly what I really thought was 
like watching my friend who is exhausted and crying and feeling sick and all of these things, I just kept thinking like where Abby would be in a normal day right now is she would be like relaxing in the bathtub. Mm -hmm. Like that's like where I know she goes when she's like uncomfortable and like just needs to relax. And like, and I just kept thinking if she goes to the hospital like this in the state that she's in right now, even if she gets an epidural and stuff, like it just feels like so like not the place she should be walking into all of this in like mentally. Mm -hmm. I was just like, the tub is already halfway full. Like we, it's already blown up. It's already like in there, ready to yeah. use. It's a super nice atmosphere in there. Like they had, they have like lights hung and like scripture hanging around. And I'm just like, I kind of was had given up on it working at that point. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was gonna be super surprised if you got into tub the tub. I I was gonna be like happily surprised if you like. Right. By that point, though, I really didn't. It felt like, like it felt like it was getting so much more spread apart instead mm-hmm. of like. I was just like, before you go into the hospital, like, it just feels like if this would feel good to you, then just relax in the water for a while and like spend time with Tim praying and like just listening to worship music and really getting your head back into like, yeah, God. And I remember thinking, like, I feel bad making you guys fill it up because. I know this isn't like we're gonna just like empty I know it I'm gonna go to the hospital like and I kept trying to tell you like not to feel bad about that yeah. that like I mean really when you think about it it's already halfway full and like filling it the rest of the way and then having to empty it like a couple more minutes isn't yeah. really like that it's not like you're asking us to like haul the birth tub out of storage and like set <laughs> yeah. the whole thing up and right yeah so. That's what so you, you guys did, at did that, that point. and I got in just. <laughs> I guess in my written outburst story that I posted on Facebook, I said that <laughs> Tim and I had a really sweet time in the pool in the pool together, praying and reading scripture. <laughs> but to clarify, Tim never got in the tub with me. <laughs> he sat next to you he while sat next you to me. were in the tub alone. Yes, I was in there by myself. With but, just Reuben. Yes. <laughs> inside of you. <laughs> oh, so. Tim wasn't just like lounging around in the, in the tub with Abby. With the swim trunks. Yeah, so Tim and I were just in there really talking. And so, I, the other really funny part that I feel like God very clearly orchestrated was the day before on Saturday, I set up a Walmart pickup for Sunday night mm-hmm. for some things that I knew we needed that. I was like, well, Chip will for sure be back from man camp, so he'll be able to, like, like, even if something's going on with Abby, like, he can go and pick it up. But what I didn't realize is he would be taking care of, like, all of my kids and all of her kids. <laughs> all day long. So, but then also, my Walmart pickup was supposed to be ready at 6, and it wasn't ready until 7. Oh. And so, God got me out of... I feel like I still would have been, like, at your house and, like, not in there with you and Tim, but for whatever reason, I was the one that, like, went to Walmart. Mm -hmm. Because I thought, okay, I've got an hour before they, like, make the decision of whether they're going to the hospital. Like, they're going to talk about that at eight. Like, she's going to be in the tub relaxing for the next hour, so. Yeah. But as soon as I got in there, Tim and I were just talking, and I was asking him what he felt, and I was... At this point, I was telling Tim, I was... I just was feeling really concerned about Ruben. I just felt like something wasn't right. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know 
what like the problem was, but when my water had first broken the night before and things were going seamlessly like my other labors, like perfect, like there wasn't any reason to feel this way, but I, right after it broke, I thought like, and it's okay if I go to the hospital. It was this thought that came to my mind that kind of surprised me, but kind of was like, that was weird to think that when, why would I be going to the hospital? It didn't seem weird. Also though, is because I feel like your entire pregnancy, you've had on and off times of feeling like more anxiety over him and how he is. And you hadn't been recently, but you had so much of your pregnancy. Yes. I had a lot of struggles about for whatever reason, I don't know why, but feeling like something was wrong with him like that something just wasn't quite right so when I was having such a different labor and so many different like from what my normal was I I had to spend a lot of time praying and just asking God like is this just different or is something wrong and at that point when I was in the tub I was telling Tim like I just feel like I need him to come out and I I told Tim, like, I don't, I don't even care how that happens. But at this point, it's not that I'm just done doing this. For me, like, I need him to come out and be okay. Like, because I just was no longer feeling like this was what we were supposed to be doing. And I told Tim, like... But the thing that's hard about it is that that doesn't necessarily always mean going to the hospital. And I think you also very much... Like, these are the hard parts of, like how to make decisions because you you also have to be careful not to just think like well the c-section is i don't know how to describe it that like going into the hospital and getting an epidural and having the baby that way doesn't have risks it like yeah it can be easy to go into like i just want the baby out and so if i just do this like right that means that they'll come out and be safe and but at the same time it was feeling like we were doing what we thought was the safest and it didn't feel like it any longer was. To right. Me. And the other aspect is, I think, um, just trying to. I'm trying to think of how to explain this, but. Be open about, like, other options and, like, willing. But that doesn't necessarily mean something's even wrong. But, oh, what I was going to say is figuring out your lines of, like, I feel like so much of the time you have to make decisions based on, like, if I, what am I going to feel, like, more regret over? Mm -hmm. Like, if I stay here and then something goes really wrong or... If I go to the hospital and have my baby by C-section and they can't figure out any way, anything mm-hmm. that was really wrong and it, like, ends up that it probably would have been totally fine. Like, which am I going right. to feel more is the right decision to make in this circumstance of, mm-hmm. like, where you just have to know what, what, where you feel like God is leading. Yeah. And then what you're going to be able to, like say like I confidently know the decision I made mm-hmm. even if it had no so I think that there are people who confidently say like I'm gonna stay home and I feel good about that decision and something really hard could still happen with their baby yes and it doesn't necessarily mean like God wasn't sovereign over like giving them that piece about staying home 
and right. that wasn't still like his plan and I think for that's their family where... in that story. Obviously, we we acknowledge we want to keep babies safe. We want life to mm-hmm. thrive, but like we can't always know what the outcome is going to be, and we do wrestle with fears, and we do wrestle with sinful fears, and we wrestle with like guidance from the Lord and the Holy yes. Spirit. And that and was what I hard to like discern. was trying to discern. Yes. And I remember like asking Tim, like, what do you think? Because I'm struggling with like, am I just being fearful of what's to come? Or like, like what is, what's my problem here? And he had said, I'm just really feeling like you need to surrender. And honestly, at that point, one of the hardest parts, what was one of the hardest parts for you to surrender about, like, going? My kids. I feel like that was a huge, like, idol you were holding on to. Yeah, like, was just difficult. it makes me even want to cry, like, thinking about it. But I, it felt like it was, like, bedtime. I didn't know who was going to stay overnight with my kids. And, like, if I go to the hospital and then, like, I just didn't feel comfortable leaving my kids. You hate that. I hate it Always. so much that it was, like, the biggest hurdle for me. And it felt like having to decide and choose between, like, between your kids. Yes, totally. Yeah. And that's where I feel like... And even knowing Graceland, like, really wanted to be there. Yes. There were a lot of different... important to Graceland. There were so many aspects of all of that, that it wasn't just, like, one thing. Yeah. You did have a super sweet and gracious friend who you probably felt more comfortable with than... Anyone else, but it still, I didn't feel like my kids have been waking up so much in the night. There just felt like so many aspects that I didn't feel comfortable with, but I didn't feel like I had a choice. And when Tim was like, I just feel like you need to surrender, he probably was thinking something completely different. But in my head, that's, I was like, it felt like I needed to surrender the fact that it was seven and not eight Mm -hmm. and that I was feeling like I needed to go but I was like also trying to just hold out because I didn't want to leave my kids so and then like a couple minutes later it was just him and I in the room at that point a couple minutes later Debbie came in and was like so how are you doing like how are you feeling and and you know I kind of told her a little bit um about how I was feeling, and then Debbie said, like... Because she had checked... This, I feel like, is important, too, because she had checked the heart tones earlier on in the day before she left, and then she checked his heart tones again before you took the castor oil, and they were still good at that yes. time. Yes, mm-hmm. they were. So I, it's not like I had... It's not like his heart rate was going higher, and I had, like, a physical reason to be more concerned about him. Right, but also, and, like, when you took the castor oil and everything, like, you felt like he was in a really good place. Yes. But then when she took heart tones at this point... She took him again before you left for the hospital. I'm pretty I don't sure. Think she did. I don't remember. I don't I th- remember that. Okay. I thought she had and No, I don't think she did. I don't know. I okay. can't remember. I thought she She might have. Had and that they were higher again and that that was part of why I don't remember that being part of a decision. Okay. But I do remember Debbie coming in and saying something about like needing to surrender also. Like, using the exact same word Tim had just used. Okay. And and that was where I was like... And she said something like, you can surrender the fact that what time it is. It doesn't matter what time it is. If you feel like we need to go, then we need to just go. Mm. And you need to just do that. Like, don't pay attention to the time. Don't be trying to, like, fit with the time that we said. She's like, if, if you feel like we need to go, then we need to go. And that was very much, like, a matter of obedience for me. It was like, God was like... Are you going to surrender and go, or are you going to stay home and disobey me? Like, and it was like, I don't 
and it was the worst time in my mind to go because my kids aren't even like in bed yet. In my mind, I'm like, but I, if I could get my kids like to bed and right. settled, that felt right. like, like if, better. If we could just wait a little longer, and Tim can kind of like get them and on. wait until the time we said originally we'd go. And I, it was just so, so clearly like, no, like I can't, I can't wait. And at this point, my contractions are like even further. It's not like I'm in this hard laboring. Yeah, time. I feel like I. It, but it was very much like I'm not. God was like, no, you can't, and you need to go now, and you have to just trust me with your kids, like that they're gonna be fine. So we did call my friend Laura, and she came over and was willing to stay overnight with them. And at this point, Danny's like in the Walmart pickup grocery line waiting not even knowing that we like are suddenly just going early to the hospital I did Steph let me know yes I know but it wasn't part of like but I do think I think it was important that God got me out of the whole situation and let you guys all figure that out and I honestly do too I really and I'm I'm not it's saying not that, that you that, weren't supportive of like what I feel like I needed to do, but it was one of those things that I know you wouldn't necessarily be able to understand because it, it, it wasn't- was helpful for me to just not be around. I was able to trust God with His direction for you, right? Easier because yeah. I wasn't trying to evaluate like. Is this all happening because of a timing thing? Is this happening because of a, just a fear thing that, like... Right. I wasn't trying to, like, make sure that I'm... There's some amount of, like, because we know what we both think about this stuff, and because it's so far counterculture of, like, what is kind of just the normal way to look at everything, I think we help each other evaluate through stuff like that. Yeah. But I needed to not be there for that part. Which I definitely feel like you... I agree. Like, I feel like... God... And I don't feel any, like... I don't feel like that's a bad thing. Yeah. I don't feel like even the fact that I would have wanted to try to help you... Yes. ...is a bad thing. I just think I really need to not be there. I, like, distinctly remember (laughs) as I'm talking to Steph on the way back, like, thinking... Like, I wasn't, like, I very clearly was supposed to be, like, stuck at the Walmart pickup right now. Yeah. Like, I was supposed to be the one that came to get this. I wasn't supposed to be around. And I remember really, like, thanking God when I pulled up and you guys hadn't left yet that I just, like, got to say bye to you before Mm -hmm. you went to the hospital. Like, I was going to be really, really sad if you guys were already gone because I didn't know what it meant, like, for being with you with, like, Paxton and with your kids. Like, yeah. I definitely went through, like, a really huge, like, having to give over to God, like, I might not get to be there with her, and that's okay. Like, I need to be used by God in whatever way, whether that's with my own family now, whether that's with her kids, like, helping Laura with her kids, and, like, being here. Like, there was a very clear moment standing in your kitchen where, when you were, like, telling me that I, like, told you, like, I'm willing to do whatever you need me to do that, like... I felt like I had to choke those words out because uh-huh. in my selfish heart, I'm like, no, I, know. I, know I get you to did. be with my best friend. Like, I had to miss her last birth. Like, yeah. like she got to be there for mine. Like, no, like, I am going, yeah. I don't care what I have to do. Like, I will be there. And Yeah. And so. me, when you're saying, like, if that means you want me to, like, stay with your kids, I remember, like, feeling like... 
I want you to be there, but I also you told really me want... that you're like I want you to do both. I and want you. Like... I'm also thinking like, and I have a newborn, right. and I have been up for like a lot of hours. Yes. And yes. Like... Yeah. So, anyway, we left for the hospital. I had like no contractions in the car. We got there, and even that was like so hard for me. I, I everything in my being wanted to just like jump in the car and like follow you to the hospital. But I'm like logically that doesn't make any sense right. because if they're in triage and not admitted to a room, I can't go back. Mm-hmm. And I've got a new little baby who like needs to eat and things like that yeah. I can't take with me. And yeah. so that I'm like everything in me just like is dying, like not going and yeah. being there, but. At the same time, like, it did help that still when you had left, you still were not, like, having... No. Like, almost no contractions. Almost like, the least I had been having since my water broke. Yeah. And that was, like, two hours after taking castor oil. Like, right. So... And, like, relaxing in the tub and, like, yeah. all these things that, that felt like... Should. And you're, like, then out of the tub and up and around. Like, you had... I packed my whole, like, hospital bag and... Yeah. So, got there, got to triage, the triage lady. I don't know if I ever told you this, but she was, like... At the desk? Yeah. Okay. The, the, like, registration lady. Yeah. She was, she was a peach. She's like, well, who's your OB? And I'm like, this is my home birth mood, right? I was having a home birth, and I'm coming in now because it's been whatever. And she was, like, so confused. And then she's like, all right, you can go back to triage, but dad needs to stay with me so he can pay. And I'm like, well, I want him with me. Can we, like, sort this out after the baby comes? And she's like, yeah, but just so you know, you can't leave the hospital until it's all paid in full. And I'm, like, thinking, what? I I just felt so, like, lady, you were just being such a jerk right now. Like, I know that's not your policy. Like, Like, that's not true in the first place. She's like, well, do you have, like, our payment plan packages? I'm like, I wasn't planning on being here. But now it doesn't really matter because I'm here and... It, it doesn't matter what the payment is. Like, it, like it just... Yeah. Anyway, so then I go back to triage. Um, we get back in our, in, like, their little room, and she hooks me up to the monitor. And right away, I, like, notice his heart rate is 160s Higher. again, going up to, like, 170s. Maybe that's just when I'm remembering you telling me that. Like Yes, probably. And it was going back down every once in a while, like, 140s. But it was staying at 160s. Which, again, normal fetal heart rate is 120s to 160s. I think I remember you, like, updating that to me and Melissa and stuff. Yes. And I think we all were kind of like, well, like... Good thing she went. This is, like, she, why she went in yes. again. Like, he's definitely... Like, there's but, all, like, so much peace that she's at the hospital. But the normal range is 120 to 160. And so, it being 160 wasn't even concerning to the nurse because even though we're trying to tell her that like his normal is lower they don't they don't she was care. like yeah but it's, it's still, still fine. fine so um she said like well i'm gonna check you and then we have to do this test to make sure your water broke and i laugh at her and i'm like this is my sixth baby and i can tell you for sure my water is broken. And she's like, well, we have to do the test. I'm like, okay, fine. You're checking me anyway, so... Whatever. So she checks me. And I feel like you would have been, like, a thousand percent confident that the test is going to come back positive. Right. Because yes. your water had clearly broken. And yes, there was, like, no question on that. Yeah. So she checks me, does a little test thing, says I'm four centimeters and 80% effaced. And then says, like, I have to go look at this under the light to, like, do the test and leaves the room. And I'm having a couple contractions, um, but nothing. I mean, I'm, like, on my back and it's uncomfortable, but it's not, like, bad. 
Um, she comes back in. She's like, yeah, that test that was negative so we have to do another test and i'm like really like <laughs> meanwhile i'm at home pumping washing bottles getting everything all ready so that when they tell me they're admitted in a room and that i can come that chip has like a way to feed paxton potentially all night long yeah and i'm very much just in a different mindset of like i'm figuring out like how to come and be at the hospital with you mm-hmm. and I'm, like, spending time just, like, snuggling Paxton and, like, taking pictures of him because I'm just thinking, okay, like, I'm getting my time in with him and, like... Yeah. And you sent us that thing about how effaced and dilated you were and you said something about, like, they're still trying to prove my water's broken. And we all, like, laughed. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then she comes back in after that test and says, it's, your water didn't break. And I'm like, what? But I still don't. You guys don't know this at that point. But we're getting it, very few and very like far apart updates. Yeah. So on it was at Sunday at ten. You said I just don't even know. They said my water didn't break. And I'm literally looking at the nurse and I'm like, you don't understand. Like, I am sure my water is broken. Like I don't care what your test says. Like, I've done this before. <laughs> And I know it's broken. Like, I've had multiple gushes. Like, yeah. so then she starts trying to be like, well, maybe it was just your four bag. And But even that, I feel like Debbie was the one who brought up. She wasn't even, like, trying to. Because yeah. Debbie also knew that you really had, like, your water had. Really- right. I mean, I was wearing a Depends, gushing out fluid. Right. Uh, not, well, I hadn't an, an, for hours, though. So I think that he just got so locked in there that no more fluid was coming out. Right. That, but it had been multiple times. But it had times. been multiple times of for hours leading up to that. So um so she had so she had said that if you want to stay and we can check you again like one hour after we checked you last time and if you've had any progress then we can admit you. So we can just do like a labor check. And I just was looking at her and I remember saying like I don't even understand the words that you're speaking to me. Like I don't understand what you're saying. And she just was kind of like, okay. So she's like, well, so I'll come back in in, like, 20 minutes and see if you've progressed at all. Because that would be, like, the hour mark. And by this time, even before she had come back in to say my water had had not broken according to her test, I had – things had started shifting and my contractions were definitely getting closer together. I also had spent some time in the bathroom (laughs) and the castor oil was definitely starting to take its effect. And – so, I things were definitely shifting with the contractions, too, where I couldn't sit on the bed any longer. She even said, like, you don't have to get back on the bed, and we don't have to put you on the monitors. So, I was, like, up and pacing kind of pacing in the room and a little, like, getting a little frantic. And so, then then she came in and said my water hadn't broken, and I was even more frantic. And I was so nauseous, like, holding the blue bag, like, I just need to throw up. Like, I just need to throw up. And was just feeling really, really horrible. Um, you had tried to call me... Yeah, I was trying to call you to, like, tell you that that is what they said, and you didn't answer. I had, like, gone out of my room for a few minutes. So I, t- I texted you at 10.08, and I said, you can call again if you get the chance, because I tried to call you back. Mm-hmm. So then she comes back in <laughs> the hour, like, later, like, 20 minutes later, and checks me again. And she's like, mm, I'm trying to see if I can feel... Like, she's checking me for a while, and she's like, I'm trying to see where I can feel that bag. 
And I'm thinking, you're not going to feel the bag around his head because it's not there. Like, it's broken. And at this point, too, I had already, like, gone in saying, like, we want antibiotics. My water's been broken now for Which wouldn't normally hours. be something that you would necessarily... No. Like, that was, like, a hard decision for you to decide. Yes. And you Tim felt that. strongly on that. And so it felt like... Okay, so fine. I'm here to get antibiotics. I'm here because I feel like it's no longer safe to be home and I need help <laughs> getting, like, labor established. And so thinking, like... Whether you think my water broke or not, you would normally, someone with GBS, you would normally have them Especially have antibiotics this, going. This is now like the 23 hour mark. And normally. And even if it hadn't broken though, I'm now contracting hard every five minutes. Like. Right, but I'm just saying, like, when you think about their timeline typically with anyone's water breaking. Right, but in their minds, it wasn't broken, so it didn't matter. Exactly. It's just really funny because right. it's like now you're trying to... To do what they want me to do and, and follow their rules. They're, like, telling you, like, nope. like Right. That's what felt so strange about the whole thing was that it felt, like, impossible in all of our minds that even if... That they wouldn't... There was no question of, like, will they decide to keep her when... You left to go to the hospital. Right. Like, that yes. wasn't even, like, a... Yeah. Like, well, we'll go and see, like, what they say and see if we can, like... Right. There was no part of that. that because, again, even if they it were was so more decided like, that my... It was more like, are they going to try to pressure Erin in, like, an immediate C-section? Beca- like, because right. she's a V-back and because her water's been broken and... Right. Like, it... Yeah. But even if they didn't... Even if they fully believed my water was not broken... Right. Even then, you were having. I was having hard, like grunty contractions every five minutes, and I was like losing it. I was very clearly different than when I came in. Yeah. That even then, I'm like, but wouldn't you have wanted to start your antibiotic protocol that I've or, already agreed to do? Or even say, well, let's give let's, you another hour, another thirty minutes, like something, anything. But she came back in, couldn't feel the bag when she checked me again. But said, oh, nope, you're the same. Four centimeters and 80% of face. So I'm going to go let the doctor know. So she leaves. And I just am like, what? Um, she's going to come back and tell me to go home. How do I go home? How do I? And this is like, my contractions are now coming like every three minutes. And I'm like not handling them well at all. And just panicking and just like, what do you, what do you mean? Like, I have to just leave. Like, I thought surely still she'd go out and talk to the doctor and come back and be like, but I noticed your contractions are doing different things that so I maybe think. Maybe we should, like, keep monitoring yes. you for a few more minutes. So she comes back in and is like, well, you are, she said, you are free to go home and do whatever you're going to do. Something like that. Some kind of comment where like I was thinking, like, of cryptic, like, I'm like, why are you, why are you kicking me out? Like, I don't know. I want to be here. <laughs> I don't want to go home. I don't want to. I really just didn't want to drive in the car. Yeah. That was the main thing. I was no longer feeling like that was the place I wanted to be at all. But it was. It did. There was no option. Like they weren't offering me any option of staying and monitoring things. It was like, and you can go out this way and go out that door with a smiley face on it. And I was just like. The door with a smiley face on. What? <laughs> I I can barely walk now. Like, I walked in here totally cool as a cucumber, hardly having any contractions, and now I'm, like, trying to walk out of here like I can barely walk. And so we have to walk out and pass that darn registration lady's desk again. And as our way out, I'm like, do you need me to sign anything? And she's like, 
going home? And I was like, no, you need me to sign anything? And she goes, nope, we'll just send you your bill in the mail. And I was like super annoyed at her. <laughs> so we get in the car and we start driving. And I remember looking down at the floor of Tim's car with all of its like dirty coffee, old coffee cups thinking, are we going to have the baby here? I have one contraction in the car. I have two total, but one of them... I tell Tim afterwards, like, he's coming soon. Like, he is... Oh, also, I called Danny as we were leaving to tell her, can you please empty the tub so that we can start filling it up with hot water? Because I'm like, if I have to go home, I have to have the tub. Like, I can't not have the tub. And Danny kept asking me over and over, like, but have you left yet? Like, have you actually The way that she was left? having the contraction while she was talking oh. to me and the weird things... I was saying things like... She just I, said, like, I don't know how I'm supposed to make the journey home. Things that are not how she would normally word. She yes. wouldn't normally talk about her drive from the hospital home as, as, a journey. as her journey home. That she doesn't know how she's supposed to... And I'm thinking, like, you get in the car and you, like, ride home. Uh, keep in mind, like, the last... up. We've gotten an update saying she's four centimeters. Literally, like, all she put was four centimeters, 80% effaced. Like, that was the whole update. <laughs> then we get another update saying, there's, there's saying, now they're saying that my water didn't even break. And then a- after that, like, I she tried to call me, but I didn't answer. And then I tell her, you can call me again. So I'm very much still in the mindset of, like, Thinking, especially when she left, like, the castor oil still hadn't worked, that I'm thinking, like, I'm thinking things like C-section are an option, like, are they going to start you on Pitocin? Like, I, I think it just was so far out of my... Yes, uh, mine too. ...mind that you were going, that the, that it was going to work, and that it was, you were going to just start having, like, hard contractions... W- yes. ...without something happening first. Yeah. Like, you being admitted, or... Right. Yeah, something that hearing you on the phone and you saying like they're sending me home now and i was like panicked. i was freaking out yeah like you were freaking full out on, like so i'm like but are but are you in the room still like have you left i'm thinking they just told her they're that they're gonna, gonna send her home and then this shift happens she's been like sitting in the room for 20 minutes waiting for them to discharge her because i feel no, like i had already signed the papers and was like walking out on the phone with you and they're like watching me like, they're watching me have these hard contractions. And I, I'm just looking at them thinking, you guys are crazy. You guys are absolutely out of your mind nuts, trusting just your stupid tests and not looking at me. Like, yep. I'm literally walking out of this hospital, a completely different laboring person than I walked in. And you guys don't. So I'm thinking, okay, we need to let Laura know that we're coming over there. And I told Chip, like, I need your help. Like, I'm supposed to be like getting the tub emptied and like filled with hot water and so I'm in this weird mixture of like I need to hurry and do this as fast as possible but also still not, not really believing that you're actually gonna yeah. come I even like called Steph and was like I'm like I there none of this makes any sense but they're sending her home and she's like what and like and I'm like I don't know and I'm like <laughs> but I'm like I'm thinking I really honestly thought like there's no possible way she's actually going to show back up at home like mm-hmm. like she's going they're that's going how I to felt keep when her I, yeah. like like I'm going to rush and get all this ready and that's fine but it, it uh, I'm going to get a text any minute from either Tim or Debbie or someone saying like 
things are shifting fast here. Like we're staying here. Yeah. Because I could hear everything about like our oh. short phone call. You knew. <laughs> yes. So then when Laura tells me like, oh, they just pulled up. Wow, he was driving fast. I'm thinking like, I bet he was driving fast. Like, I'm surprised that they just got here. Yes. And and then I walk in and I was definitely like, you. the best words I ever heard my whole labor was, I got the tub all filled up with warm water. And I was like, praise the Lord. Yeah. Like, I just. Was- and that's where I can confidently say, me making her be in the tub it it hugely impacted being able to get it ready in time because we did empty some out and then add in hot water but the water we started with working with when i walked into your house and felt it it was not cold and that was the water that you like that was what we filled up right before like you left for the hospital right if you if we were working with the cold water that was before you had ever filled the tub with like Mm -hmm. the warm water you lounged in if it was that cold it probably wouldn't have been done. We, it would have just been a lot more... It wouldn't have been, like, done when you got there. And it would have just felt a lot more chaotic because we would have still been monkeying around with, like, trying to get the water full yeah. and the right temperature. Yes. Where I feel like we were able I to just get out of your way. I was just like, okay. And I, like, got in, in right away and had said out loud a couple of times to you or whoever was there, like, I know I was just checked and I know I was four centimeters and I know that God can like dilate me really quickly and I can have it. But I was at the same time thinking, but it doesn't really matter because I don't have a choice. Like it doesn't matter if this is going to go quick or not. It doesn't matter because I got kicked out of the hospital and, and I'm like, God made it so abundantly clear that I needed to be home and I didn't really have a choice on it at all. So I got home and it was, from the 10 30 yeah i got home at 10 30 got in the tub around like 10 45 um he was born at 11 15 so i'm in the tub this is like 14 14 this is like a half hour before he's born and i'm trying to like gear myself up because i'm like this is going really intensely and i don't know how to do this for very long because and you were very much saying these things all out loud. Yeah, I process very much out loud. I don't know what I say half the time, but I talk a lot yeah. to myself out loud. Mm-hmm. So And to God. Yes. You pray we, out loud yes. the whole time. Yes. Mm-hmm. In very like, nonsensical sometimes ways, and who knows what I'm even talking about, but I do. Um, Tim was reading scripture. He had my peppermint oil for me to smell, and a bowl, because I was still feeling very nauseous. Um at one point your whole face was like in the bowl I totally thought you were puking and like went out to the kitchen to try to find another bowl to be like able to switch out to like clean the bowl for you I don't remember that at all well no you wouldn't have I was like in the hallway watching and so I don't remember my face even being uh, in a bowl oh like you were like right up to it at one (laughs) point maybe like and uh then you went to the bathroom right after that so I like came in with the like new bowl which was just a Tupperware I found (laughs) And was, like, going to switch him out so I could, like, clean out the bowl that I thought had puke in it. And I, like, was pleasantly surprised that I didn't have to clean your puke. Good. Because there wasn't any in the bowl. (laughs) So, thanks for holding it down. Yep. I got out to go to the bathroom, which... Castor oil's no joke. So... Beware. That's, like, a real side effect, It does happen, and it's not a fun side effect. Let me tell you. For a lot of reasons. <laughs> um, so I definitely had a really hard, strong contraction on the toilet and yes. was like, grab my cat, my baby here. We I all looked at like, each other in the hallway and we're like, 
I think Debbie said, like, toilet baby. Like, and I'm like, no, I have to get back in the tub, like, right now. But I, like, also just needed to not clean out myself in the tub. Or tub. So <laughs> I, like, race back in, get in the tub, have another contraction and think, I need to go to the bathroom again. And I'm like, and I told Tim, like, I can't, I can't have the baby out of the water, though. So we need to go quick. As if, like... Tim slowing me down or something. <laughs> so I like jump out and he's like, let's go to this bathroom that's closer, which is my kid's bathroom. And I like sit on the toilet and I just go a little bit and I'm like, oh, that's just because it's this is just baby. Like I need to. Oh, sure. So I like stand up and I'm like, go, we need to go quick. And I like race back and get back in the tub. And then I have. Another. It's right after that that I tell Debbie, like, she's wanting us to wake Graceland up when she starts pushing. But you had, like, been grunty again in that contraction in the bathroom. Yes. And Debbie said that, and I said, yeah, I know. And then you had another contraction in the tub that I was like, I, and I'm going to go wake yeah. Graceland up right now. Yeah. So. I had that contraction, and I was, I was at this point feeling the whole time where his head was, um, and it still felt like where it felt right when I got home, like, three, like three knuckles off. And so I'm like, what? Like, he's not moving down. But I also felt so confused with what I was even feeling and not sure what what I was feeling and what was going on. So then I had another contraction where I felt him move down more, like two knuckles. Are you sad that we're talking about you in that difficult process? Was that a traumatic time of your life? For you too, wasn't it? Yeah, I know. I know. So, um... He's like, I really just want to eat mom, but... Yes, I know. <laughs> it's like, that's cute that you're trying to put my emotions on to... <laughs> <laughs> um, so, anyway, I had another contraction, felt more of his head. That's the one that I, like, really was, like, pushing in. Yes. Then the next and, one I pushed, but that and that was the one that you felt like you had no idea what the heck. Yes, it was feeling. just like uh, what normally is like the top part of their head that you feel like round, just starting to bulge out, and that was not what I was feeling. I thought it was a butt. I was very confused on what it was I was feeling because a, it didn't have hair. B, it wasn't round. It was like oblong shaped. And it was, like, bumpy and squishy. And so I was like, I have no idea what this is coming out of me right now. (laughs) And then I have a next contraction. And I remember someone saying, like, to slow. I was telling myself, like, stretch, slow down, stretch. I think Debbie said something about it. And And I'm, like, peering in the back where I should be seeing a face coming out. But I'm, like, keep feeling like I'm seeing a head of hair. But I'm, like, that's not what I should be seeing. And so... But it really was what I was seeing. This is massive head of hair. Oh, buddy. Um, I'm gonna pause this for a second. Okay. Okay. Unpaused. We have no idea. There was a brief time there, in the middle of the climactic part of the story, <laughs> that we needed to feed a baby and did all sorts of things. So anyway. Yes, as he was coming out in that contraction, you were feeling I knew bumpy he weirdness. was not coming out in a normal way. Um, had another contraction, pushed the rest of his head out, and then another contraction and pushed the rest of pushed him out. Pushed the rest of his body out. 
And then he kind of just flew into the water, and I just needed a second to catch and him. his cord was around him. One time. Yeah, cord was wrapped around his neck one time. Unwrapped that. Pulled him up. It was a really, really short cord, though, so I could only pull him up a decent way. And there wasn't... It, it felt so different than after Arrow's birth, which was, like, instant joy and happiness. This time it was, like... Felt like I was struggling to even... I think I said, like, I feel like I'm in the Twilight Zone. Like, struggling to even, like, comprehend what just took place. And also, like... I wonder if with his cord being wrapped once... And with you having an anterior placenta... If... He kind of had to come out that way in the sense of, like... If it... I don't know... Like, not necessarily that he had to be face first. Right, but right. I wonder if he had to kind of be posterior and if... Well, I mean, there was not long enough cord for him to do a lot of positions. I feel like right. he probably just got stuck in that position probably because the cord mm-hmm. was short. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So he came out face first. Like, the his chin, mouth, and nose in, like, eye line was what came out first. Like, right above his eyes. Like yes. I feel like I can Underneath still his eyebrows. His. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. So there wasn't that. It took relief. it took us like almost. I mean, like half of it. Like the next day, where we were really talking about like what happened there. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't like you instantly. Well, knew. especially because we no one was, else was like really looking. Like it was couldn't dark. See, I could see the. That I, I just saw was his head. Figuring out by what I felt and. Right, but so after discussing it and then like looking up and seeing our friend sent us a chart of what it looks like for a baby to come out that way, and you're like, feels, oh, yep, yep, exactly, and it matches his higher higher heart rate. It matches the labor pattern being so wonky. It matches everything perfectly. So never want to do that again. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. But I definitely felt like it took a little bit to even feel like I wanted to look at him. Like, it just was, like, immediately my tailbone mm-hmm. felt horrible. And, like... Which, it, I feel like your sense of time is all, like, screwed up in that. Because it's not, yes. like, to all of us that she's, like, ignoring her baby. And it just... Yeah. It just was that there were definitely other things on your mind that were very yeah. much interfering with... Look at that. I feel like he, mm-hmm. he's not eating as much of a bottle right now because he just nursed really well. Yep. Good boy. We're working through all of the fun challenges I usually have with nursing. nursing. He's such a good we'll boy, though. We'll have to do more. Another episode on all of that mm-hmm. adventure. <laughs> Which has been quite it an adventure. It has been an adventure for the both of us. <laughs> yeah. So... Anyway, how long did the placenta take to come out? Someone asked me, and I'm like, I have no good sense of time of how long that was. Um. Bless you. I don't know either, but I feel like... I guess like like a half hour. That's what I would guess. Like, it felt long, but it didn't feel like... (laughs) It felt long, but not, like, abnormally, like, oh, this is, like... This has really been, like, a long yes, time. Yes, but it felt, it felt so like... long for me because it just... I couldn't get in a different position and hold him, and it just... My tailbone hurt so bad. I just wanted it out. Yes. More than I've ever wanted a placenta out before. Normally, I mean, I want it out, but it doesn't really bother... Like, it's not that big of a deal, but yeah. it was definitely, like... Well, I think because both of those reasons, because of your tailbone and also because his cord was so short, it felt like you couldn't, like... 
even like shift him around that mm-hmm. much. It's kind of like you were holding him in this one spot and yes. we like emptied out some of the water just so that you weren't worried about like and so I could like latch him, him on because he was wanting to latch but I couldn't like if I latched him he'd go underwater. Right. So. And yeah. Yeah. Um so then once I did push out it was definitely the most painful placenta delivery I've ever had. It was it's like I didn't expect it to be. I started feeling it come, and I'm like, okay, this is going to just come out. And then it was like, oh, oh, this is really not enjoyable. <laughs> and then... We got you out. You and Melissa held him in his placenta. Well, he got me situated onto the bed, and Melissa got to cut his cord, and... Tim wasn't in here for like any of that. Tim was, he still, it's like as soon as he was out, he's like, okay, my job is done. I need to like, yeah, I like told him like, you can go out. Like you don't have, I don't care if you're in here or not. Like it wasn't just because he doesn't care. It's like, he really didn't feel well. No. And he pushed through being like my main person of support. My only person really who I was like biting. We didn't talk about that. <laughs> During one of the pushing contractions, I, I like... the second one. Yeah. His arm was holding on to me and I like bit down on his arm, not even really realizing. And he, you can see in the video, which I also haven't posted the video yet, but you can see in the video where I bite and he like, his body tenses up and then he like looks around and grabs a towel off the floor to lay down on his arm for me to bite next time. And the next day he like showed me like, do you see this on my arm? I'm like, oh, what is that? What happened? like, you bit me. <laughs> yeah. Such a good sport. He was. I'm glad he was bite. You were biting him. And not you. Mm-hmm. One point I remember grabbing your hand too. I think. Did I? Not during the Not pushing. pushing. Hmm. I don't think so. Okay. No. I was, like, going Ow. back and forth looking behind you. Yeah. So, anyway, it was... But now that you say that, I don't think it was during pushing. But there was some contraction that I held your hand yes, for. Yes, there was some. It was a very... Like, I'm remembering now that there was... It was only one. One, yes. Like, but for some reason, it felt it, distinct in my mind. Like... Special <laughs> of like this was Danny's hand I was holding. Yeah. I don't know why it felt different, but anyway, our longest podcast episode yet. It's because your baby took forever to come out, so I know took forever for us to recap it. Uh huh. And that was the like shorter recap, I'm sure. <laughs> Done. But anyway, we're so happy he's here. It was definitely f- getting into my bed after having him was like I'm so glad I'm not at the hospital and I just get to be home and my kids got to wake up the next morning and like well Calvary at 3am come in and be like seeing him and that just felt ugh, the what, fact that what I was just... Cade's reaction because I feel like he would the most have like been anticipating that you should be at the hospital he came in with Arrow I think thinking it was going to be Laura in here uh-huh. and was just like you had him like he was just kind of like what's going on i think he thought we had him yes he he thought we had him at the hospital and just just came came back home really fast yes so which i guess he wouldn't know any differently like yeah so when i told him i didn't and i had i came back and had him here he was like oh that's so fun yeah i showed him the video he was like that looks like it hurts (laughs) like uh uh-huh yeah did you show cal no i haven't yet 
Because Cal was asking all sorts mm-hmm. of questions. He was. Yep. Wondering if you're going to put him back. Yeah. <laughs> he was going to go back in or not. You're like, for the love of God, no. No. <laughs> He's not allowed back in. Yep. Well. There it is, Reuben John. Sorry we didn't get out a special uh, extra early edition. I can't remember. Somebody was telling me, like, thought maybe with how soon after your podcast he was born that maybe we'd get like a special Tuesday because we said that yes like, I know but and I was like well yeah I think we kind of forgot about like it yeah what's definitely been a survival mode for you coming off of like being at his birth and losing sleep and like it just it feels like it's we're at max capacity it's great we got this done yes it's I'm thankful that we did yeah. Yeah. Especially this soon. It was, but. Yeah. This soon felt no, the soonest. As soon as it could have. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, join us next time we get one done. We make Maybe no it'll promises. Be next week. We, Maybe we're it going won't. to keep attempting weekly podcasts, but mm-hmm. we also are making no promises at this early postpartum stage in life of. Yep. Things. So, bye, everybody. Bye bye.